Welcome to the Wise Podcast, hosted by me, Kate Conway, and kindly sponsored by ID Verde. They are the UK and Europe's leading provider of grounds, maintenance services and landscape creation projects. They actively engage with social enterprises to build them into their supply chain. In this episode, I'm delighted to be chatting to Seamus from Ordus. So Seamus Oprey, you are the CEO of Ordus. And when we spoke on the phone um, a few days ago, you told me you had been working in social enterprise from before it was sexy. Mm-hmm. So it's sexy to work in social enterprise now? Well, I think so. I think um, one of the things that we're noticing is we have a lot of people that actually are coming over from other sectors into our sector now because I think especially with the younger generation that are coming through, they want more than just to be a salary junkie. They actually want to do something. They want to make a difference. And I think our sector is the perfect place to do that where you can earn a salary, you can be well looked after, you, you know, um, you can get fringe benefits like gym memberships and wellness programs and all that kind of stuff, um, but also make a difference in everything that you're doing. And you get something that feeds a different part of your um, your your person, your soul or whatever, and that's, that's partly why I love doing these podcasts because I meet people who are doing the job they're doing because either they saw a need that they thought, I can't not do something about that, or it just gives them fulfillment that they don't get in any other role. So we're here to talk about orders today. And I know you do a lot of different things, but there's three main threads that you mm-hmm. outlined to me. Tell us what they are. So I suppose orders just to let people know, uh, started way back in 1988 um, by a kind of very visionary set of people who decided that because there was market failure and private sector failure, that they would start up an organization that would help with economic regeneration in in Belfast and particularly in West Belfast and the Shankill. Um, And our three main threads, as we see it now, are we have our property department, our business services department, and our languages department. Um, The property side of things now has just grown kind of organically over this last 30 years, where we now own 400,000 square feet of commercial property in Belfast across five different sites. We have Twin Spires, we have West Inc. Enterprise Centre, with Boucher Business Studios, with City View Business Park, which is just a new acquisition, and the Dairy Farm Shopping Centre um, up in Trimwick and Polzas. Um, so we're basically from the bottom end of the falls right to the top end of West Belfast. So it's working very well for us. Really, really busy at the moment. We're seeing a huge increase in, in people looking space, which we, we were kind of a bit um, surprised by given the whole COVID stuff we told, where we were told people will never go back to offices and it's going to be very difficult but we are finding that a lot of people are actually starting up and going out on their own um, at the moment which is great and I suppose that links straight into the business services side of things because one of the things that we do and we take great pride in is that we help people set up a business or franchise a business, buy a franchise um, grow their business, you know, help them with marketing and development and, and their financial planning and all that kind of stuff. So when you come in and you become kind of an Ordis member, for want of a better word, across our parks, um, we also have the business services people who c- can be there to help engage you and um, and just be there sometimes as a sounding board or, or, or as a, a listening ear um, so that, you know, at times any business will always have a wee bit of a a fear about something or the next move or, or that kind of stuff and to have someone there that can say well look you've calculated this is a calculated risk for you and it can uh, they can kind of 
reconfirm what you really knew about your own business. Um, and then the, the, the last pillar of the business is our language services. And this was a strange one for us because um, back in 2011, we bought a, sp a university spin-out, which is very unusual for a social enterprise. And we were led to believe that we were probably one of the first, if not the first, to, for a social enterprise to buy a university spin-out company. So what do you mean, the universe, this was a, basically a business that operated within the university yeah. and then they sold it to you guys? Yeah. Okay, and it's languages services? It is. So basically where we are now is we have around 500 interpreters and translators that work for us. So the way it works is um, we are constantly reviewing the different languages. So we provide full um, world languages, all world languages and their dialects. So we are constantly recruiting new interpreters and translators and we train them up on how to become an actual interpreter, put them through OCN accreditations, give them an opportunity then to test their skills where we would monitor and evaluate what they do and then we allow them back out into the public sector contracts that we would have, for example in schools or jobs and benefits offices or whether it's just translating stuff for solicitors or, or that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's become a very big part of our business. Um, and it's really good because we're dealing with, obviously, lots of um, different nationalities and whatever. So it's bringing a whole new flavour into... Many? There must be hundreds. Yeah, well, we've, as I say, we've 500, I think, on our books at the moment. Mm. Probably two or 300 of those will be working on a regular basis. Um, mm. And it's great, you know, we do things like we sponsor the Tatum World Cup down in in uh, Dunganem where all the Tedham people who are based here um, All the what people? Tedham They're um, just a like, it's, it's a language that they speak and they come together and play a soccer World Cup every summer okay. and we go down and sponsor that and have a great family fun day and um, but the language side of it is just phenomenal you know there's I think um, the last time I was talking to Lauren business or in Flex Language Services she was saying um, we're close to, you know, 120, 150 different languages and dialects that we're, that we're dealing with. You know? And are you the only languages services? services no, no, there is. There, there, there's others there. I think we're the biggest now um, at, at the moment. Um, and we've now started to branch into doing some um, work in the Republic of Ireland and stuff as well. So, um, no, it's, it's very interesting. And I remember the board at the time saying, what do we know about languages like why would we get into this and we says we don't but we know how to run businesses and if we can get it organized and structured and and help these people along their their path and help them become self-employed and get them away from working in jobs that they're not happy working in that they're actually using their skills and abilities and we have people there that would be at like OCN level three level four right through to people who are have doctorates in languages and modern languages and teaching in universities who would be working with us so it's it's very unusual but it's it's quite good fun i really like that um mindset where you're like well no we don't know the details of this but we know how to run business yeah do you think that's true in in, in all businesses do you think you could just pick up anything and make it work um <laughs> I'm not sure. I think it depends, obviously, on the people you have in your business. Um, I, I went off an old adage that um, my chairman, Jim Collins, once said to me is surround yourself with smarter people and you'll always look well. Mm -hmm. Right. So we've recruited young, smart, kind of very active and passionate people. And like our journey over this last three, well, I suppose over this last 10 years is we've started in the language services. We've opened a children's indoor play facility which has won the UK's best indoor play facility 
um, two years in a row there, um, and it's only open three years. And it, last year they didn't do anything because of COVID. And um, that's Roar and Explore. Um, we have started up. One of the first issues we had with people that were starting a business was they were very worried about what legal structure should it set up. So and it was quite cost prohibitive. They were going to accountants and, and solicitors, and they were saying it's going to cost you fifteen hundred, two thousand pounds. So we set up companyregistry.eu. So we would just help people for ninety nine pounds. We would have helped you set up your legal structure. So that's part of the business services then. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll set that aside okay. for now because I want to kind of pick up pick apart all the different things within okay. the business services. But um, carry on then. So. Um, so yeah, you, your question was, can you do anything? I think you know. It's this, the basic same principles for any business. It's about being organised and it's about knowing what you're about, knowing what you want to achieve at the end of it. Um, so yeah, like we've now opened a gym. We bought a gym during COVID and opened it because it was closed and it was a big thing for our community. Um, the Roar and Explore side of it is going really, really well, but closed. Um, I think I got 29 days. Um, last open 29 days last year because of government restrictions. So what we did was we had a staff room that wasn't being used and we changed it into Morelli's ice cream store because it could open and we could keep staff employed in it um, and we diverted them into that. We also had with the Roar and Explore which probably deals up to eight or nine year olds is probably about the countable age there. Um, parents saying this, oh, we've nothing for, we have an older kid. So we opened the last level which is a kid's indoor gaming party room, um, all around Playstations and Nintendos and all that kind of stuff. So we we look at just those small opportunities and we calculate the risk on it and if we think it'll work, it'll work. And the other side of it is we're, the primary focus of all, can this be of benefit? Will people in the community use it? And is this something that's going to be useful for them? So yeah, we, we don't have any real fear around starting ourselves like there's no point in us teaching people how to set up a business or how to grow your business and not walk the walk ourselves so yeah it's it's been an interesting 10 or 12 yeah, years the, the main thing that i'm picking up from that is that you're even though ortis is like this huge monster you're also able to move very quickly yeah so it's not like turning a cruise ship where you're like oh why did i do that you're but you're also looking at the needs that are within the community so it's very it's very much seems to be driven by the, the focus is on okay well the people in the community need this or they need as you say the game and the gym mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. whatever so it's all things that feed into that um as well as the language services yeah. as well so let, let's talk about the business services so sorry property people will rent the um the property that's all maintained by you guys you've got yeah. all the business parks but the people that are there then also get the support from the business services some maybe don't need it some do i mm -hmm. imagine some of them maybe come through the different um, programs that you run and then move in so that's what it could yeah. be either either direction, I suppose. Either yeah, they yeah. meet you through the property services or they use your business services and then move into your property. But tell me the different things that, that business services offer. Because I think I, I have used Ortis in the past whenever um, a business that I have, a, we were thinking about franchising and we came up for advice. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. apart from that, what are the other... Well, at the moment, um, there's like a whole range of programs. We have the likes of the Gopher program, which is the startup program. Um, and there's a number of kind of tailored programs around that. There's Explore and Enterprise program, for example, for people who are, you know, have been sitting thinking about 
an idea. They're just not right there, and we'll we'll work with about teasing the idea out for them um, and seeing what it could potentially look like. And if that works for them, then they'll go on to the go for a program. Um, there's also we are also linked into a whole swathe of Belfast City Councils and and Invest NIs different growth programs. Probably too many to mention there. And, your best probably looking at the likes of the council's websites, but um, we would tailor into and deliver some of those for council and on VSNI as well. And I suppose the other parts of it we would look at is um, one of the biggest barriers to entry for anybody starting a business is access to finance. And we would assist people to go and access the likes of the Northern Ireland Small Business Loan Fund, which is run by uh, Community Finance Ireland and Enterprise Northern Ireland, or the likes of startup loans funds. Um, just and we guide them and help them with their applications so that they can actually get some startup capital to, to go out into the marketplace, you know. Mm -hmm. So from that perspective, but I, I think a lot of our time, we, do, we give an awful lot of um, a voluntary contribution through business services where we would assist people who um, just can't afford to go and pay private consultants and whatever else to get a bit of advice or a day here or there or whatever else. Um, and I think that uh, that really works. It really works, I suppose, not only for those people coming through the door to start the business, but those tenants who have taken the leap and are wanting to take a unit. Um, and when they get the unit, everything's focused around getting the unit and they go, oh, right, I need to think about how am I going to market this? How am I going to design my, my new logo? How am I going to tell people where I am? And our guys are there and um, we have a marketing team there that works um, right alongside the business services team. So they'll get marketing advice. I'll help with, you know, designing a logo or same posting people to good website designers or like we have we have a particularly good guy in Sanko who works with us around all the brand stuff and manufacturing the signs and um, we will direct people to like Chris or that'll that'll go and, you know, for pretty small budgets make something look incredibly professional and, and ready to go. And, and face the big bad world, you know, business. So, yeah, it's 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 an interest. We, we we in order think it very much as a circular approach. If you come to us even with a seed of an idea, we can get you right around that whole, get you started up in business, um, get your business developed and grown through the programs and whatever else, right through to getting your legal structure set up and right onto the impotency renting the unit from us, and then when it needs be and the. Re Probably the reason why we bought Flex at the time was we had a number of companies that were starting to really get heavily into exporting, and one of the biggest issues for them was languages. If you're doing and um, training in or working in China or Japan, Germany for that matter, it was the contractual stuff that was obviously coming to you in a different language. Um, we also did a lot of training with with bigger businesses around the cultural. Um, differences when you're doing businesses in China, you know, around business cards or how you deal or do you shake hands here course, or yeah. all that kind of stuff. And we got people who were obviously Chinese and who had done business there and we were we were preparing, you know, managers or whatever who were flying out to China or whatever to do that type of or get that kind of understanding so that they weren't inadvertently insulting people when they were there. So of course, yeah. it's that whole circular approach I think has worked very well for us. Do you feel that the fact that you are, you, know, you offer all of the the Roaring Explorer and the, the gaming room and the gym and, the, and you're very much, as you say, you're, you're from one end of the fault to the other <laughs> and you're, you know, that that 
gives people the confidence to kind of go to you with the business things and they just think well um i can trust these guys these guys are do you think that makes a difference i think you know there's a couple of things that you do in your life that are like very nerve-wracking right? like taking on a mortgage is is a big financial the podcast huh recording the podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so so people do be very worried about that kind of stuff and i i suppose we're going now what 31 years 32 years um, with a proven track record on it. We have now, we estimate we have somewhere between three and a half thousand and four thousand businesses we have assisted to set up and grow. Okay. And we look at the likes of Twin Spires Complex alone. There's 84 businesses in that, in that park. And we did a bit of research a few years ago where, where students in Queens and they had calculated that that park alone had generated over a billion pounds in the the Northern Ireland economy, a, a billion. billion of income generated, yeah. right? Um, over the, and that's the thirty just years, that's, that's just twin spires. That's, that's not, part of, yeah. yeah. And okay. twins, I suppose, one hundred and forty thousand square feet. So, I think when people, the, the the funny thing that, and we're going thirty years, we think we're pretty good at what we do. We think we're pretty good at marketing what we do, and yet people go, I never knew that you did this. So there's always fresh opportunity. So I think, yeah, I think we're well trusted. I think the big thing is as well is the staff that we have are very good at what to do. And passion comes through, you know, they'll go over and above to help people. Um, and people really appreciate that when it comes down to it. Um, and, you know, it doesn't matter whether you are that wee painter who's going out as a sole trader or your Suki T who's coming to us and saying, we're thinking about doing this or thinking about doing that, or can we grow in within your units? They are based at Twin Spires. And like, if you think of Oscar and those guys at Suki T, they're just fabulous at what they do. They're exporting tea all over the world. You know, they're growing tea um, down in County Down. We're going to have, we're going to actually be harvesting tea um, <laughs> here in, in this, this wee part of the world very shortly. So, you know, and we like to think that we're just always there to be able to talk to people and say, geez, that's like, I, I love meeting Oscar. Um, not only do you get fabulous tea and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff, but you, you get his kind of unbelievable passion and vision for what he does. You know, like who would have thought you could have been growing tea here? You never would have even dreamt of it. Yeah. But so obviously you're, you know, so you're, you're very big, but you're also sort of eye to eye with everybody. And you're very much the fabric of the community. I know you do quite a lot to actually loads to give back to the community talk to me a bit about that before we finish yeah well i suppose part of a, a big part of what we do is um we, we not only contribute our surpluses or big parts of our surpluses back into the local community so we would sponsor things like education bursaries we would um put um bursaries into schools for kids that are maybe struggling, have maybe got a place in higher further education and are struggling financially. Um, we'll assist that with, with certain schools. Um, I think at this stage we've probably sponsored most sporting clubs um, mm. in West Belfast and, and, and Shankill at this stage. Um, but I, I, I think another big part of what we do is our staff, myself included, we sit on a local, a lot of local organisations. You know, personally, sit on the likes of the West Belfast Partnership Board, Upper Springfield Development Trust, Springfield Learning. I chair the West Belfast Economic um, Committee, um, and we get we try and encourage our staff to go and take those positions because they gain very valuable knowledge. 
that they can impart with other people. So we have like with with staff members there who are our board members of the likes of Clonard Credit Union and whatever else. So they're giving their they're a bit back to the local community. Um, we also, you know, we we heavily um, are involved in things like FELA in West Belfast every year and have been for many, many years. We would be one of their kind of primary partners there. We, we sponsor a great event every year in Clonard Monastery where we have um, like Francis Black and all those kind of people come in. It's really well received and people love it. We also, you know, we also sometimes fund things like, you know, people who are, are, are doing stuff in their local community that they just, there's nowhere to get, yes, a thousand pounds here there to get it across the lane and we'll help them, we'll step in there. Um, so yeah, we, we do do give a lot back, um, but I think as well as the, the financial piece, it's it's even more important, you know, that piece that we do as, as individuals and give them back. And I think, when we when we started this question about um, wh why do people want to be involved in social enterprises because we have that ethos around what can we do how can we make it easier or better for people um, and I think people really like that now um, especially the millennials of this world you know that expect that bit more than just a salary um, and I think we're trying and and test it out there and we're trusted by the local community. We're very much a part of the local community. Um, and, you know, we don't have a bottomless pit of, of, of surpluses and whatever else. But, you know, I suppose for us as well, we're, we're probably slightly different from most other social enterprises, and not most, but quite a lot, that um, we don't get funding. Um, all of our income is all commercially and generated so you know it's all around trade and it's through the property department which is which is great for us now but the lakes of and explore they all trade and, and and generate their own income and then what we say is our chairman always uses this uh, kind of phrase he says we're we're a capitalist organization with a big socialist heart um mm -hmm. and it's about he'll always say to me make the money seamless and then we can decide what we how we want to to, to give that back and I think that's pretty pretty spot on because whether we like it or not we still have to compete with the private sector and the public sector and whatever else the expectation for social enterprises is that you have to do it both better but cheaper I don't I don't go that absolutely way absolutely not no as I keep keep saying now my role as um, ambassador is that it's, it's the same as any other business until you get to the profit that's mm -hmm. what happens to the profit 100 percent. that's it so anybody that wants to get in touch with you say that need language services or to join the gym or whatever how can they because obviously there's very different um aspects so ordis is the umbrella but yep. then within that the language service is called flex, flex language services yeah and that's online and also yeah so if if anybody wants to get in touch if you want to go to just www.ortus.org um we we have the the holding web pizza where all our products and services are there including flex language services and business services and who you can contact the types of programs that we have available at the moment um, some of the properties that are available they'll all have their split websites from that but you'll be able but to get it all through that will yeah. take you to the others brilliant thank you so much for that thank you no thanks for having me Kate. thank you next week i'll have the pleasure of chatting to joan from orchardville
Thanks again to ID Verde, our sponsor. If you're a social enterprise and you'd like to find out more about opportunities to work with ID Verde, please contact Amanda at Social Enterprise NI.